in three, two, one. Welcome back to another episode of What the Bleep Are They Talking About? The podcast where we help you understand what everybody's talking about in the news today. I'm Jack. I'm Jennifer. And before we get started, make sure you share this content with everybody. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow us on all the social media. But please don't follow us in person because we get we get really scared pretty easily. So don't do that. I don't get as scared as you do. Well. I put on my, I, I raise my fists and I'm like, bring it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I'm a man. I'm a man. And I'm like, well, I'm Arr. moping out of here. So bye. Uh, talking about. Nothing out of here. Mark Zuckerberg denies that Facebook puts profits over user safety. So this is Mark Zuckerberg coming out against the whistleblower who spoke uh, in front of the Senate hearing the other day and told us nothing new that we yes. already know. Did did we expect him to say anything else though? Actually, I didn't expect him to respond. Mm-hmm. I, I thought he'd still be out golfing or boating or whatever he was doing. Right, they were upset that he was sailing. He was sailing. Okay, okay he's fine. a billionaire, right? At he's least got a, a cell phone. If you need to contact him, you like, can just call him. tweet him. It's probably the best way to get a hold of him. Um, but apparently Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg Find did... him on Ma- MySpace. Huh? Find him on MySpace. You... Who? Mark Zuckerberg. You found him on MySpace. No, I'm just saying. You message him on MySpace. It's a joke because he has Facebook and not MySpace. But anyway, ah, sorry. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg did not testify at today's being being yesterday. <laughs> whistleblower hearing. Wait, there was another whistleblower hearing? No, that was with that lady with Okay, hair. so the one we talked about the other day. Right, so this okay. article was from yesterday. Gotcha. And he did not testify because there's nothing to testify about. Again, they didn't blow the whistle on yeah. anything. Like, they had already released the, the one study she mentioned. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't know if that was in response to her about to blow the whistle mm-hmm. or not. But, yeah, nothing she said was really, like, new information. No. Uh, but he did post a lengthy reply to the accusations. Oh, my gosh. The accusations, Jennifer, mm-hmm. that were lobbed at the company. Heaven forbid someone in the company, in any company, have something negative to say about any company. Hope he didn't do it on Twitter. That would be funny. Uh, have character limit. Oh, God. I'm going to keep making social media jokes. I'm not sorry. Uh, smiley, winky face emoji. Uh, he, said the, he said that Francis Hagen's claims don't make sense and that they paint a false picture of the social network. Again, yeah, I agree. They didn't make any sense. At the heart of these accusations is the idea that we prioritize profits over safety and well-being. That's just not true, he wrote in a post. The Facebook chief cited the Meaningful Social Interactions update to news feeds, which was designed to show fewer viral videos and more content from friends and family. So instead of showing viral videos, you're, you get more stuff from friends and family, so you're le- being less inundated with crap that could... I don't know, enrage you or, or get you hooked on things that make you sad and upset and stuff like that. Hashtag algorithm. Yes, hashtag an arbitrary word that everyone just uses. Yes. Uh, he said that the company went through with the change knowing that it would make people spend less time on the website. Oh, because we're research... spending less time on the website seeing our, because we're seeing more posts from our friends and family, which is literally what it's supposed to be about, right? 
Well, that's he, sad. Well, the argument, yeah, I mean, the argument that he's making is that we don't prioritize our profits because if we were to prioritize profits, we would show you more viral, clickbaity content rather than more friends and family stuff. I just think that's so sad. It, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I don't use Facebook because all I see are, no offense to people out there, <laughs> posts that aren't worth looking at from people on my friends list. Wow. I haven't posted on Facebook in like two years. I go, when I wake up, I go instantly to Instagram, and I open up the reels, and I flip through the reels. The for reels about, that you hate. I hate them. I hate them all, but I still flip through them because I have this belief, Jennifer. I have a belief yeah. that one day I will flip, and there will be something good in that reel. Because I, it used to be that way before I made my new social media account to run for Congress. <laughs> and now I, I just follow people arbitrarily. Well, go back and to your old awful. one. You have yeah, access you to both. Out. You gotta sign out. You gotta sign back in. You can't put in. both on there? I'm pretty sure you can just flip back and forth. Listen, it's a barrier mm. to have to sign out and sign back in. Okay. It's, it's, and I'm as pretty we, sure there's a way to do that. So Yeah, well, it's, it's a barrier. And as we know, in business, barriers uh, make people less likely to do things. Okay, so these pesky barriers of seeing things from your friends and your family. Mm -hmm. Sorry, continue. Oh, uh, in Hagen's testimony, she painted MSI in a less flattering light. What is MSI? Oh, the, it's the Meaningful the, Social yeah. Interactions. Um, she painted it in a negative light. In her testimony, oh, okay, uh, she said Zuckerberg chose to apply metrics defined by Facebook, like MSI, over changes that would have significantly decreased misinformation and other inciting content so instead of 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 keeping the viral videos and wanting more family oriented stuff uh he chose that over things that would help to prevent the spread of misinformation but he's also prioritizing not having more clickbait stuff and right so, so and that clickbaity stuff would spread misinformation probably so you want Clickbaity stuff, as long as it says this clickbaity stuff is bad, because that's not good. Essentially, people are ultimately the the, the overarching never... the overarching story is that she is wanting more censorship on Facebook, and she's like a plant, and that's, that's she's them. blowing the whistle to specifically have a Senate committee hearing so that they could potentially make that determination to make more censorship or to have the government take control of Facebook. Some very strong opinions that are only opinions and not proven by anything. Don't sue us. Well, I mean, she did say that she wants more censorship. Well, yeah, she, she, did, she did say that, but I, don't, I, was, I was mostly referencing that she's a plant. That, that sounded a little... I don't know. She's not blowing the whistle on anything, so what's she really doing there? That's fair. I just don't want us to get sued, so don't sue us. I, we can take Facebook. We've got the money. <laughs> don't listen to him. Um, the we don't have any money. We have no money. Um, but remember, uh, uh, you can um, donate to us if, if you want. Super chat us. Well, we're not doing that right now. Uh, the whistleblower said that CE the CEO was presented with solutions to make Facebook less viral, less twitchy. But he decided not to use them because they had a negative impact on the MSI metric. Uh-oh. In the SEC complaint she filed, Hagen claimed that Facebook allowed hateful and divisive content 
because it is easier to inspire people to be angry, uh, to, to anger than it is to other emotions. So essentially, it allowed hateful and divisive content because it makes people more likely to go back to the site. Right, we all feel that way. You see I mean, something awful, you're like, ooh, what's the next awful thing that's going to happen? Yeah, or the awful comments that are always Oh, we just highlighted. get hooked. And it yes. gets you hooked and you're like, oh, now i got to battle this person to the death over words. Until you get blocked and get thrown into Facebook jail. If you get blocked, that means they won. That's not fair. I know, I know, but it, that's, that's the rules of social media. Get blocked, they win. But what um, if they also get blocked? If you How block you know? them first? No. Well, you only win. Okay, I, I should clarify. When you, as long as you post something in response to something they say, like if you get the last word in and it was a real zinger, right, and then you block them, then you win. But if it's not a real zinger, then you can't block them. If you didn't get the last word in, you can't block them. Well, you have, to make sure, you have to make sure that they saw it, but how do you make sure that they saw it without them responding? So if you're, okay, yeah, that, that's a problem. Now, if mm -hmm. you're direct messaging someone, you see those like three little dots, you, then that's you when send you block it, them. that's when you block them. Okay. Absolutely. That's fair. That's fair. That's I'm just thinking on like a comment thread. Like, how do you know? That's a tough one. It's really hard. I think you'd let it hang there. I think what you go, you go back through their post and you estimate the amount of time that it took them to respond so then you can you cut calculate, that in half well you, yeah you calculate the average that it will take them to respond and then you just wait a little bit when it gets close then you block them you heard it here first guys how to win an argument on social media every time every time that will be the title of this video not clickbait not clickbait hashtag algorithm um Okay, so he promotes, oh, so Facebook promotes hateful and divisive content because they're not censoring it. Again, I you mean, can yeah, say whatever probably. the heck you want. But what social media platform doesn't, pro it, well, it doesn't, what social media platform does not also allow hateful and divisive content? And who determines what is hateful and divisive content? Like Reddit is pretty hateful and divisive. Twitter is pretty hateful and divisive. Pinterest can be hateful and divisive. Leave Pinterest alone. Just leave it alone. I'm just pointing out that... These nails mm -hmm. came from Pinterest. Okay. Did they really? They're thank, very thank nice. You. Thank you. Um, but red, those are red and black nails, and typically red can be considered a hateful color, so wow. just goes to prove my point. And now I will block you now that I got that zinger in. Physically right here. You cannot block me, so... Black. I'm going to turn off your camera. <laughs> Um, Zuckerberg addressed that in his post as well, calling it deeply illogical. Facebook makes money from ads, he said, and advertisers apparently tell the company that they don't want their ads next to harmful or angry content. Well, yeah. Thusly, they're not making money off of that hateful and harmful content. In addition, Zuckerberg said the research into how Instagram affects young people was mischaracterized. He didn't explicitly mention it, but the Wall Street Journal published an article in mid-September about how it knows Instagram is toxic for teen girls based on internal documents detailing Facebook's own research. The social network eventually published a couple of documents from that research, but Hagen provided Congress with four more. Zuckerberg defended the platform, writing that many teens that many teens the company heard from actually feel that using Instagram helps them when they're struggling with the kinds of hard moments and issues that teenagers have always faced. And we read that in the last video last that we did. Last couple of videos we've talked about this. Right, and the research showed that, yeah, it's bad, but 
there's some good aspects and we kind of determined it depends what you follow mm -hmm. if you're following like i don't know every girl likes billy eilish and if billy eilish is someone who makes you feel i don't know confident and proud of who you are then that's doing a world of good for you now if you're following some person that looks 10 times better than you and is putting you down then obviously you're going to feel like crap right so i think it really just comes down to what you follow yeah which we all have the ability to choose what we follow or what we see and what we don't see. Me, well, actually, do we? We have the ability I mean, to to get rid of content we don't want to see. Yeah, because it's it's based on like like you said, what you look at what you look at and the pages you follow. Because mm -hmm. like I follow, like I said, I think in the last video, I follow a lot of like Reddit pages because mm -hmm. I don't actually go on Reddit. I just let Instagram cherry pick the good stuff for me. So I follow Reddit pages, I follow like mental health awareness things, and so that's what I see in my like recommended for you page. And it does make you feel bad, it makes you feel good. Yeah, because I like to laugh at the Reddit post and actually some of the mental health content is really stupid and giving terrible advice. But anyway, maybe don't get mental health advice from Instagram. So I'm thinking right now, so every time we have to upload a YouTube video, we have to say what category it is in. Maybe every time you, may, I'm not saying you have to do this, but maybe what they would like to implement on Instagram and Facebook, maybe Twitter, is when you post something, you have to designate what it is specifically. Is it, I don't know, gaming? Is it politics? Is it, I don't know, uh, athletic stuff or, or, or you know, whatever. And then if you're someone and you're like, well, I don't want to really see this. You can say, don't show me content related to XYZ. This character. Yeah. yeah, right. And it wouldn't be as broad of, of categories, but yeah. it would get pretty, pretty in-depth, I guess. Yeah. Well, and then, like, because my thought is, like, well, how do you stop people from just doing, like, you do a hashtag? Like, you can do hashtag anything, and then your post pops up when mm -hmm. people look for that hashtag. But I think it would be on the, the platforms as well to, like, monitor it to an extent and if it's like miscategorized like the post creator needs the opportunity to recategorize it to be correct or because like you can't just put hashtag mental health on so, okay am i going completely off base here never mind no 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 you're completely <laughs> right i'm just uh thinking that that's exactly what what i do when i post i use the same hashtags all the time and it's always like politics 2020 even if it's like a post about like nuclear energy I mean, but that's I get what you're saying. That's just a lot it's... more work for me. I agree. Well, I agree. Well, well, but again, I mean, like, just if we're considering categorizing things like that, mm -hmm. which, again, I guess we do with hashtags, but right. it, it would be, you know, on social media platform to make sure things are being categorized correctly. Right, because if you search hashtag body positivity and then you pull and it up and it's it like it's... hashtag body positive, then I'm so sexy, and it's all these pictures, you're going to be like, oh. Yeah, yeah, and you're not. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, good. I'm not totally off base. No, you're not. You're not. I'm just. You're just looking at me like. No, I'm just really thinking weird. about myself, and I use the hashtags the way you don't want us to use hashtags. Um, Hagen, who joined Facebook in 2019. I'm sorry, she works for Facebook, and she just, just joined? joined. Wait, what? maybe she joined the company. Oh, oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. That makes way more sense. She's telling him how to run his company. He doesn't. <laughs> she hasn't even been on Facebook. Oh, jeez. Uh, worked on democracy and misinformation issues when she was with the company, right? So there's like, mm, maybe she really is like a plant, like she wants to keep doing this. You know, she wants to fight misinformation, so we have to censor more stuff. Uh, she bought 
She brought tens of thousands of pages of internal Facebook documents to whistleblower aid founder John Tai, in addition to filing a whistleblower complaint with the SEC. There were several reports that came out based on those documents, including the existence of a VIP program that enabled high-profile users to skirt Facebook's rules. Oh, that's no good information. Like, that's crazy. When people post horrible content on Twitter, but they're on the correct side of the political spectrum, so they don't get banned. Like the, uh, the, the, that's the ruler. That's something you can pay for? No, we don't pay for it, but, but it is biased. Like the guy, what's his name? I can't remember what his position is, but the, not the president of Iran, but whatever mm-hmm. the, the official, he's always like, death to this, you know, I think he's like, you know, death, death to Israel and stuff, and he's still on there. Right? That's kind of bad. I mean, you know, VIP program, I don't, I don't know if they really have a VIP program, but there's definitely bias depending on who you are and where you align mm-hmm. on all social media platforms. Uh, Hagan also accused Facebook of contributing to election misinformation and the January 6th Capitol riots. I mean, that's true. Um, but again, is that... I mean, I guess, yes, that's their fault. But, like... But they're just... There's only so no, much without, fault. like... Like a crazy amount of censorship, like she's mm-hmm. suggesting. Right, you would need. There's to only everything. so much you can take down. Mm-hmm. So, and if they took all of this stuff down, or they were censoring all of it, it would have made it harder to figure out what was going on. I guess it would make and it to hard find to find these people later, and to make it, it would make it harder to figure out what's true and what's not true. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not Facebook's fault if someone posts election misinformation right that's the person who posted it's fault mm-hmm. they're the ones spreading misinformation just because they're using a free platform doesn't mean that it's facebook's well, facebook is not is not promulgating uh, election misinformation by allowing someone to speak and i mean anytime i share something that has the word covid in it or has like the word election in it mm-hmm. it pops up a little notification and it's like that. this post includes content about covid-19 please make sure you're using reputable sources and like I mean, if that's not enough to stop you from still sharing, mm-hmm. then maybe don't share that. Like, if you're not going to look deep enough into it mm-hmm. to know that what you're, you're posting is at least semi-researched, mm-hmm. then don't post it. No one trusts those things anymore anyway. Well, it, Even if you have, like, the word COVID and has nothing to do. Like, my grandma died from COVID. It would, it would pop up because it just uses the word COVID. COVID. Well, yeah. Okay. Poor grandma. Uh, Zuckerberg, uh, a part of his post reads that if we wanted to ignore research, why would we create an industry-leading research program to understand these important issues in the first place? Why, Jennifer? Why? If we didn't care about fighting harmful content, then why would we employ so many people dedicated to this than any other company in our space? Remember, Facebook started the fact-checking. Mm-hmm. Even ones larger than us? Who's larger than them? I'm guessing, like, Twitter, I guess. Is Twitter larger than them? I thought they own Twitter. No, no, no. They own uh, and Instagram. Instagram and Snapchat. I know Instagram. I don't know about Snapchat. Pretty sure they If we wanted to hide our results, why, why, why would we have established an industry-leading standard for transparency and reporting on what we're doing? I mean, he has, a, he has good points. And if social, I mean, he's the president. He knows what to say, right? 
I mean, he knows, like, fully what's going on. Funny so, you think he wrote this. Yeah, probably not. And if social media were as responsible for polarizing society as some people claim, then why are we seeing polarization increase in the U.S. while it stays flat or declines in many countries with just as heavy use of social media around the world? Now, that I do agree with. That... I mean, I haven't looked at studies or if if there even have been studies and things like that, but I really do think this is primarily an America problem. It's an us problem. I think it stems from just media at large. Yeah. Like, Facebook is not giving you the news. You're getting your news from media sources, and then you're sharing them on Facebook. Yeah. So, yeah, I do think this is more of an America problem, an American media problem, than anything else than an actual social media problem um and i did mention i think i mentioned on a lot of videos i like to get my my american news from bbc because they just report it in such a better way Mm -hmm. like it's it's flat and it's just this is what's happening and then you get all the comments that are like wow poor america you don't like all the opinions and the screaming and, and crying on just American television? No. That's odd. I love when the anchors are crying when they're reading articles. <laughs> what anchors are crying? See, and Anderson Cooper cries. Anderson Cooper cries? About everything. Oh, everything. My mom loves him, but I'm like, he cries. Like, when he reads the news, he'll just, like, start crying. Does she love him because he cries? Well, it's all because fake. it's funny? Or... It's not real crying. It's just, like, his thing now. I don't know. My mom likes anyone who has a like a, a backstory. Uh-huh. And Anderson Cooper has a backstory. But like he cries about everything. I like and I say that and not like a true like I actually like him, but Cuomo mm-hmm. um on his show. Um he just like gets so angry and talks over whoever he's interviewing without fail. Mm-hmm. He will answer the questions for them. Right. And I'm just sitting there, because my dad listens to him at night, and so I'm just like, well. But I'll just hear him, and he'll literally ask a question. The person he's interviewing will talk for, like, a minute, and mm-hmm. then he'll be like, so what you're saying is, and then proceed to, ex- like, explain what he wanted them to say. <laughs> well, no. you heard it here first, folks. Did No, you heard it from you. So. And it's awful. And it's that's but, but that's what people want. They want the echo someone, chamber. Right. They want the echo chamber. They want someone in a position, I guess, of authority, being Chris Cuomo, being an anchor on primetime CNN, taking someone who the the viewer disagrees with and just beating them over the head, not letting them like talk and just like getting his words yeah. in. Or like, like he'll have he'll have like a doctor on and they'll say something and then he'll just say what he wanted them to say mm-hmm. and be like, well, we have this doctor so-and-so with X number of, you know, years in his field, and this is what he's just said. It's like, you can't say what you want him to say and then mm-hmm. report it as fact that he said it from his expert opinion. Right. It's all terrible. It's still just you. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not Facebook's fault. It's the pa- polarization is not Facebook's fault. It was the media in general. And Facebook, thank God, is just a place where we can have discussions over what people are, are saying and god forbid just look at a picture from aunt cheryl just just go look at her cookies like oh, them yeah. just go look at your family's content just do it i don't know i have a i have a i have a problem with censorship 
just, you know, it's not Facebook's fault. I don't get why they're attacking Facebook all the time. Because they're easy to go after. Not easy to go after, just they're... Well, they're a social they're media giant. They're what you can see. Right. They're where you spread information, where you share information. And if you can control the sharing of information, as, as, as Newman says from Seinfeld, you control everything. I would also argue that it's almost generational. Mm -hmm. Like, even though you most, I wouldn't say mostly, but like, you see a lot of older people sharing this misinformation on Facebook. But mm -hmm. I feel like people almost want to be like, well, those kids and their social media, darn millennials. Mm -hmm. Like, you and your social media are just going to ruin everything, even though it's usually like old Aunt Nancy who's sharing the misinformation. And I feel bad. Like, my grandmother does tell me about some absurd thing that she read on Facebook and you know right off the bat that it's some dumb post that isn't real. Like she was talking to me, it's like, I heard that mushrooms can cure inflammation. I read a post on Facebook. I'm like, like I mean, it's clearly, like for someone like me who's exposed to social media for such a long time. You know how to... I know those posts are bogus, Yeah. right? Even just looking at the post without rereading the way it's, it's formatted and whatnot, you're like, yeah, this is clearly bogus. I, I would hope it's a general, general, generational thing. And that younger people are, I guess, more into researching potential misinformation. I also like to say that, this is just 100% my opinion, half of the TikTok trends would not become as big as they do if we stopped reporting on the TikTok trends. Oh. Like the thing, like the, so right. the, the box thing where people are standing, like if we would just shut up about it and let it just stay on TikTok and not put it on national media, mm -hmm. nobody would care because they literally just want to get on the news. Talking to you, Yahoo News, who does what? Like the, there's always a tweet or something and it yeah. becomes a news story. And it's just like, if we would stop mm -hmm. giving these people the time of day, they wouldn't do it. But mm -hmm. it's only because it goes viral, it goes national, it goes on the national news. That people are like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, just shut up about it. Also, when you say, like, we're going to stop the spread of misinformation, people just think, like, they just assume that you have an agenda. Mm -hmm. Like, it's... It just sounds Like, bad. why are you cracking down on me saying stuff? Yeah, because everybody's going to think that what they think and believe and feel is right. Mm -hmm. And if you say we're going to stop the spread of misinformation, you're immediately going to think, well... It's, it's the other people trying to get at me. Mm -hmm. So what, whether you are or not sure, I mean, obviously both sides, everybody shares misinformation. Misinformation everywhere. But like you said, everybody's going to get like combative. And that's okay. Say. It's good to share misinformation if you're going to challenge someone else's. Well, I mean, it's not good to not spread misinformation. It's good but... to start a conversation over things and dispel ideas and to understand where other people are right yeah anyway anyway let's know in the comment section down below what's the most absurd thing you've ever posted that was uh that you found out later on was indeed not true and did you go back and delete your post or at least say this was interesting but i've since determined it is not correct so. and we'll see you on the next one bye guys